This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is 7 o'clock here in the big room at Odyssey Headquarters, WIP, uh, the second to last show of this version of the WIP Morning Show. A new improved version will start on Monday, and uh, we will be uh, talking very shortly. Glenn Mack is already here, Al, mm-hmm. and he remembers when we had a TV program. Remember oh, yeah, that thing? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, watched that before they heard this. Yeah, pr- uh, Prism. Right, and I'll say this, Al. We were never that good at this, the radio thing. Yeah. But we were horrible at TV. Eh, we didn't know. <laughs> Nobody that knew was anything. was a great show. We, no, we, I love that show. It was, it was, it was only good because it was bad. You understand? Yeah. Uh, so many people have told me they watch a TV show because your dog Fenway was on yes, it. Yes, the dog was it, well-trained. It was a great dog. Fenway was a great dog. No other TV talk show ever had a regular as a door. <laughs> no. And people out would watch to see if he ever got off. Stan Hockman th- <laughs> said I drugged the dog. I said, I didn't drug the dog. I just trained no. the damn dog. <laughs> that, that would work. All right, lots more in this hour. Uh, we are going to get into uh, what happened with the refs a little later in the hour. But on the line with us right now is a man that I love working with, admire tremendously his work, and am currently beyond belief angry and upset with him. Okay. His name is Marcus Hayes from TheAcquire.com and right here at WIP. Hi, Marcus. Hey, guys. How you doing? Marcus, when you were in Arizona, did you have a tough sight line? Was it possible you did not actually get to see the second half of the game? You know, Philadelphia is weird. It's just right. a weird place. I mean, if Jonathan Gannon doesn't coach well, if Jonathan Gannon's players are the reason that the team is good, and Jonathan Gannon, if his players don't play well, is the reason the team is bad. There's no way for him to win. Like, it's just, it, he he became a better coach the last 25 games of his tenure in Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is the kind of place that never wants to admit it's wrong. So if there's a smidgen of evidence that can prove that they are right, even though they're wrong, it will they will always overemphasize that evidence. 
It, right. it's, well, it's consistent for my 28 years here. As is your smugness. <laughs> All right, Marcus, let me just start with this. All right, Marcus, um, if you would like to argue that he coached well but they played badly, then could you – how have you rationalized – the fact that two of the touchdowns, no receivers were covered at all. That is the players, not the coach. That's your argument. Well, obviously, yes. Because, number one, that's not true. Not None of the receivers, all of the receivers were not open. Well, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> all of the receivers were not open. The receiver so that, that, that went they, in motion... And was designed to catch the ball was wide open. It was yes, the, the third time that play has worked against Gannon's defense, but it's not Gannon's fault. That's your argument. If you look at the players, you can see them telling each other, you are supposed to do this and you didn't do it. So if they know what they're supposed to do and don't do it, it's not Gannon's fault. He's told them what to do. They have failed to execute it. Well, I'm going to flip what you just said then. You just said, how can a defensive coordinator ever win? If they do well, it's the players. If they do badly, it's the coordinator. If you gave up four, basically four touchdown drives in the, in the second half of a Super Bowl game and you're not going to place the blame on the coordinator, when would you? Again, the body of work tells us that these guys are well-coached and generally execute well. If this is the outlier. That's my point. Even in the first half, they were well-coached and executed generally well. But if the outlier is in the second half of the Super Bowl and determines the fate of an entire season, you do not weigh that failure, that epic fail? That's okay. I am because- not saying that... I'm not saying that Jonathan Gannon outcoached Andy Reid. Oh, no, Jonathan Gannon was not, was not perfect. Jonathan Gannon did not make every call perfectly. My point is, the body of work of the season indicates that Jonathan Gannon became a much better defensive coordinator in the last 25 to you know, 27 games than he was at the beginning. We all were on the same train when they were blitzing 10% of the time through the first six or seven games of his career as a defensive coordinator. But that increased to about 20% of the time by the end of last season. And I think it was around 20% of the time this year as well, despite losing Avante Maddox and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, his two best blitzers, for about six games. So Marcus, we uh, agree that Jonathan Gannon isn't perfect. But no, no, that, say, that, no one is saying he isn't perfect. We are saying he sucks. Right. You understand you that this is oh, not perfect. There's not say- perfect. Is uh, he's seventy percent good? He sucks. The understand okay. the whole city thinks that Marcus. Well, apparently the Eagles disagree with you because not only did they employ him, they scrambled to keep him by making him the most a highly paid defensive coordinator in the game. Number one, number two, think what you like about you know Arizona. They also don't think he sucks. Neither did Houston, who interviewed him twice. All right, I, uh, I, you were there. Did they black the game out in Arizona? Is that why the Arizona coaching staff didn't see what happened in the second half? Again, I mean, Jonathan Gannon does not suck. He may not be as good as Andy Reid. And let's understand something here. Andy Reid, despite your personal distaste for him, 
is the best coach in football right now. All right, stop. And Patrick Mahomes is by far the best player in football right now. So if Jonathan Gannon loses in the second half to the best coach and the best player who had the best team, that is not an indication of sucking. That's an indication that he's not as good as the best. Marcus, uh, you said in your most recent column that losing him, that losing Gannon, is catastrophic to the Eagles. Could you explain why that would be? Well, he's really good, for one thing. (laughs) He had the number two defense in the league. He had the number one pass defense in the league. And they almost set an NFL record in sacks. So that is a body of work that I consider to be pretty good. Furthermore, they do not have in-house, unlike on the offensive side, they do not have in-house multiple candidates to replace him. And they're in a position of massive transition because I think it's seven or eight guys that they could lose via free agency. I think they'll probably lose around six. But you're going to have somebody to come, have to come in and replace six significant players. And even if they, say, promote Denard Wilson, the defensive backs coach, his system isn't going to be identical. And the way he runs media isn't going to be identical. What, losing a, a good coordinator two years in who just implemented a system that really none of us likes but was effective is a catastrophic thing to happen for a team who expects to go to the Super Bowl next year, especially when you look at all the personnel coming back on the offensive side of the ball. All right, but you just did make a good argument, Marcus, that it's going to be difficult to field this talented team given the salary cap, and you're going to lose, you just said, six players, let's say. So was this an incredible opportunity squandered by what happened in that Super Bowl, especially in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it's uh, getting beat by the better team is always disappointing. And I think they took it as much advantage of the opportunity as they could. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate. But this is a really, really good team, a really talented team, and a really well-coached team on both sides of the ball. You know, I think the big issue with them coaching this year consistently was special teams. And I, I would be intrigued to see where they go with that. If you want to talk about sucks. You could talk about the special teams consistently this year. But, you know, it's not like they made gigantic mistakes and lost a game to a fluke team. They lost to the number one offense with the number one coach and the number one quarterback. And honestly, an offensive line that I vastly underrated and mischaracterized. And I think a lot of people did. Marcus, um I want to thank you for all you have done, especially as a co-host in the last few years with us. And uh, I want to say I feel we've come full circle. <laughs> I originally couldn't stand you. Then I really enjoyed you. And now I can't stand you again. So we've come all the way around. But, Marcus, I respect your work and I respect your intellect. And I thank you for coming on. Thanks, Marcus. It's the, it's the circle of life. Talk to you later. <laughs> the circle of life. Glenn Mack now is here with us. Glenn, I, I'm, needless to say, as... I have been for all 33 years. I've been at WIP. When I see something as obvious of what happened in the second half, and then I hear so many takes that indicate the exact opposite of what we saw, it drives me insane. You, you saw what we saw, right? Yeah. You did. 
So what's yeah. this coming from? If I had any from? hair, I'd be pulling it out after what Marcus <laughs> just said. Well, uh, Glenn, help me here to understand. Is there now a, a, a section of the media that just seeks the most provocative take after a game that will – you know, create an even more, you know, violent dialogue. Well, there, there is certainly the, if everybody thinks one way, if everybody zigs, they got to zag. If the yeah. public all thinks this, the public is wrong. And I'm, I'm not here to characterize Marcus's work. Marcus is an excellent columnist, but he's out of his mind with this thing. Thank you. And, it, and it's, it's irrelevant how you feel about how Jonathan Gannon did or didn't do during the regular season. The second half of the Super Bowl was a colossal flop, oh. and he's the guy in charge of that flop. You can One of you earlier, I heard, reference um, Chris Sims. That like, you, you're, yeah. you're set in your argument, yeah. and your argument can't change. So Jonathan Gannon wasn't as bad as you people think, so in the Super Bowl, he was great. No, he was horrible in the Super Bowl. It's uh, horrible. And all I want to say That's is not this. why I it's, came in, though. No, I know it isn't. We're going to give you a chance to say whatever you want to say. You are part of the Inquirer wave that came through WIP, and most of us just stayed. It's, a, it's an amazing thing, and we'll get your thoughts on that along the way, too. And uh, we haven't done a food hunt this year, so could you check out all the Wawa stuff and tell us what we should have? Uh, let's go back to the calls. We got Bill up next. Hi, Billy. Hey, good morning, team. How are you? We're good, Bill. We got less than two shows left. I'm, I hear that, Angelo, and I not only want to thank you, <clears throat> but I want to thank the whole team because this is the last time you're all going to be together. Yeah, I doubt I'll ever even see y'all again after tomorrow. Good chance. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and Bill, Bill, I had to coach him to come in on our last show. <laughs> I, I hear you, Angelo, but I just want to say, Marcus is a moron. My own opinion, I know you couldn't say it, so I said it. But well, I, I came pretty close. You, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's your last days. I called to give you the apologies you deserve. So on behalf of Nick Sirianni, I apologize for Telling you, you didn't know that Gannon sucked. Okay? Wow. Yeah. And on behalf of Gannon, I want to apologize to you and let you know that I not only took the job in, in uh, 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 what is it, um, where he took the job? Arizona. 19, uh, Arizona, yeah, yes. Arizona. I only took the job in Arizona, but I took it for less money just to get out of Philadelphia. I like it, Bill. And Bill, give me a famous I, person that called here. Uh, famous person called here. How about Eagle Shirley? Eagle Shirley. Put her down. Eagle Shirley. That's a good one. 215-592-9494. Oh, Al, a voice from our past is here. Who is it? Clothing Scott is with us. Hi, Scotty. Angelo, I got to thank you. You brought me massive fame and no fortune. <laughs> you are a T-shirt magnate. And uh, how did the It's a Phillies thing go? Uh, was that a successful uh, oh, run? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It sold a ton. Listen, I want to thank you because I had more fun over the years, that four-hour ride in Clearwater from the uh, stadium. Oh, uh, that's I'll the, never forget uh, that. Watching yep. you ruin the first home run in, in the history of that stadium down there. I dropped the ball. Yep. The night Hank Fraley and John Runyon broke the news of the puke at the TV show. 
while heavily inebriated. They were drunk that night. Yeah, I know. Wechter and I were talking to him. We dragged him <laughs> over to you. And we're going to miss guys like like Johnny Marzano and and all the wonderful people. But I want to thank you. But but one thing I, I do remember, and it's my uh, entry into the contest, that time Ray Liotta chased Al down uh, the hall. One of my favorite stories, Ray Liotta. The late, great Ray Liotta is on the list. You stay online for a prize That today. was awesome. Ray Liotta, Al, as you look back on it, yep. do you have any regrets? No, that was a bad movie. <laughs> Field of Dreams he's it's referring Amer- to. Ruined, ruined but, Al, America. the fact that he is no longer with us and was honored for his role in Field of Dreams. Yeah, he deserved it. Did, did, the honor, I guess. But it was a bad movie. All right. But do you feel mm. that it may have shortened his life? No, no, he... No, he was. He had a good life, and he was in another movie too. Yeah. How was he? Um, good fellas. Good fellas. Come yeah. on, Al. Al. Where you been for thirty Al, years? I'll tell you what you remember him for. What? Shantix commercial. Yes, the with blue. The door. His, yeah, with the exactly. It's like he didn't look good there. All right, Al. All right, Al. You can stop right. now. He's Back no away longer from the with microphone. us. Al, Al knew then his days were numbered. Two one, two one five, five nine two, ninety four nine. If we come back, uh, we got to talk about the other thing that everybody can't get over, and that was the flag. And Glenn Macdow's here to talk to us because Glenn Macdow and I go way. Seven twenty-three is the day on our second to last show. And uh, by the way, that little girl you heard—that was uh, my granddaughter uh, Delaney. And uh, uh, Cindy Webster turned. Well, you're going to hear some voices in the next little while, and you're going to say, "How did she do that? These are Glenn. These are not people that like me. They have not liked me. I heard. I have, hey, I, it's I heard somewhat not a big one, but somewhat a badge of honor that I will leave this job with many enemies." People that can't stand me. And that's fine. You know why it is, Glenn? Because what they thought of me never mattered to me. It didn't when we were newspaper guys. And you saw the way we covered uh, sports. We, we used to do these investigative pieces. And, and you would get the guy in the corner. You were amazing at that. Remember the ones we did on the cheesy agents? The cheesy the sports agents, agents we did, the, the sports doctor, that whole thing we, we did. We were yeah. not trained to kiss ass. Right? No, we came we are, from a whole uh, other generation. Glenn and I, not necessarily you. We're very much journalists. Yes, I agree. <laughs> well, Glenn went. I went to Glenn went to classes yeah. and everything. Boston, Glenn and I went to school. Boston together. University, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Now, yeah. did Al go to classes? Not that I saw. No, <laughs> Even no. then, he was a minimalist. <laughs> yep. Um, listen, I really appreciate you giving me this time. And, yes, and go I right just, ahead, Glenn. There's a few things. Uh, it was, I have known you, as you just said, uh, for a long time when we worked on that stuff at the Enquirer, and I was always really proud of that and in awe of your ability to organize a story and lay it out in words. You're a beautiful writer. I don't know if people who, who just listen to you on the radio know what a terrific writer you are. And then you left, came here. We started the great sports debate, which I know came up before, and Al was, you know, obviously you and Al and me and Jason Stark were the original crew, and it was the dumbest show on television. Absolutely. But it worked because it was just raw and basic and honest and goofy, and you were the ringmaster of that thing, and that thing worked for a long time, and I loved it, loved it. You helped me get my job here, which I always appreciate. That was 29 years ago. You leave. I think Al and I are going to be the two longest tenured people here. Al will last longer than you. He has a five-year deal. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know that I'll go five, but we'll see. <laughs> we, we'll see. But I, I do want to say very sincerely that more than anybody, you built WIP, and you set the agenda week in and week out every day for what people are talking about. This is an era that doesn't have st- uh, the the old-time newspaper columnist that everybody, Monday morning, what does he say about the Eagles? Monday morning, what does Angelo say about the Eagles? What does he think? And that would set it. Agree with you, disagree with you, you would set the agenda. I am in awe of the work ethic you've had over the years, um, how well you have created a team, Rhea and Al and Wechter and Jonesy and Conklin and John here and everybody else, and given everybody a really important role, it's a great team. Um, you're you're brilliant at this. This will this will never be repeated. And for those of us who work at WIP, I know that a big part of my ability to do this over the years is because you've done it so well. So I well, wanted to I ahead. wanted to come in this morning and say that I knew when uh, when the wave began, and I began, and the only reason the wave began for me is I hated the. Boss, I had well. At, that, at that, that, right, we all hated that guy. <laughs> His that, name was Al, Dave Tucker, and he was a sanctimonious jackass who had no writing skill. Uh, but uh, <laughs> can I just remember one thing? Yeah, you and I worked on this project for yep. a long time. Uh, I think it was the Team Doctor project, right? Uh, yes. And we, I mean, yes. the thing, the nice thing is, they gave us like six weeks to work on this set of group of stories, a series, uh. and then we write it. And we're proud of that thing, man. Because that we worked it sing. and reworked yes. it until we got it just and, right. And, and we did it together. And, and then like, what happened, and, Glenn? I think that, and then we give it to that stupid editor who says, you know what? I think this, this thing in the ninth paragraph is probably your lead. This yeah. stupid he little He rewrote it. Rhea, he rewrote something we worked on for months. And um, you, I'm sure, didn't handle that No, one. and that was the day. The wave to WIP began. Yeah, it's true. Because I went, I can't work for that ass. <laughs> and you came I over. Said, I didn't say the whole word. Jeez. Yeah. And no. I and that was it. And yeah. that got us. That got Glenn. It got Al. Yeah. Al, you hated the guy. It got Miss Sinelli, yeah. right? Yeah. It got all the other people that ended up yeah. here. It was all. The man who created WIP was a horrific editor named David Tucker. He's That's, a poet now. Is that hard? Yeah, now he's a poet. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? He I guarantee you he sucks at that, too. He lives in Nantucket. And by the way, if you just tuned in, so does Jonathan Gannon. All right, back to reality. Glad you're the best. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, former councilman, soon to be councilman or maybe even mayor, my friend Al Taubenberger. Hi, Al. Angelo, how are you? It's just great to hear you and very saddened to say that this is uh, near the end in your public performance, but I hope to stay in contact with you. But uh, you've done a lifetime of really great work in Philadelphia. And I don't know if I told you, but I may have told you why I called. Because you so accurately described the parade. I was a councilman at the time, and I was able to be in the parade, all that the entire council was. And everything that you said would happen in that parade happened as far as people with signs. You did it for my dad. You did it for my brother. You know, thank you. Thank. It was just, it was just so real. And you described it so accurately. I said, well, I got to call this son of a gun. Well, it was it was great that I got to know you all. You're a terrific uh, political figure in this town, and I'm, I'm hoping you run again soon. And I, I'm not lying when I say I would work on your campagn. I would. Well, I would Glenn use Mack, you. Now, let me uh, tell you about Glenn. Glenn is mm. Mr. Politics. Mm. You want a guy who understands politics. It's, you covered it for years, right, I Glenn? covered it for years. Oh. I, I actually once started running for office. Right. Al, my advice is stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, Al, listen. 
I, I'm going to ask something here that I, I'm only asking you because there sure. was a political figure associated with our show that literally did things in Congress when we brought them up. All right. That was the great, uh, late great Senator Arlen Specter. And yes. when the Eagles got shafted in the 05 Super Bowl, he began an investigation into the, uh, the, what do they call it, the antitrust laws yes. involving the NFL. Al, are you upset with the way the refs called that play right at the end of the game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they just shouldn't have been involved. Just let them play. I mean, we had gotten this far. The game was great to watch and should have been no involvement by the refs. And they know that, or they should have known that. If It was very, very, uh, it was poor, poor judgment. That's the best word I can come up with right now. Very poor judgment. Politically, could we launch an investigation? <laughs> yeah, let's, we may campaign on it. We may win great yes. office from this. Let's do it. Let's say we will hold the NFL accountable when you screw our team. How's that, Al? I love it. I, it's a great motto, and I'm ready to run on it. <laughs> Al, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for everything, Angelo. Be well, and all the best in retirement. Thank you, Al. And I'm not lying. Glenn. I could do some politics, right? No. No, no, <laughs> you, no you, you, would, you would You would be, right. it'd be like they, they do the whole report at uh, 47%, uh, right. go to 52%, maybe uh, 3% uh, other. No, I'm not running. Cataldi. I want to oh, be Oh, you're going to organize it? A, what you call an operative. Yeah. Right? We, uh, a dirty trickster. Here's the thing. Here's where I'm going to start. I just realized how I'm going to start it. I, am go- I spent a lot of time in Seattle, right? The guy in Seattle, the mayor of Seattle, absolutely never loses he wins every time right so i get on his campaign staff i get a couple of wins on my record and then i move to somewhere else because on the line with us right now is the proud mayor of cil city lenny d sidario hi mr mayor hello angelo greetings from the capital of cape may county cil city new jersey lenny i think i want to work on your next campaign how would that be no, start in Wyoming and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, I, I, people should just know the reason I love Seattle is that you recruited me. And you were the I one did. that got me there. I was going to Ocean City, you know. Yeah, but we got you. But I got to ask you one question. First of all, congratulations on your, on your retirement. And thank you for all you have done um, over the years. And especially in promoting Seattle City in a positive way. Um, but I need to know, with your retirement, does that mean that you're going to spend more time in Seattle? A lot more, uh, Mr. Mayor, a lot more. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> no, no. Great, 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 great. Uh, you sound thrilled. <laughs> I, I am thrilled. But you remember when, uh, when you were having problems with a neighboring community and I called you on air to yeah, ask Avalon. you Avalon had us an overly aggressive beach patrol guy named Murray Wolf, in case you're keeping track at home. He is no longer the beach patrol guy, but he still made it uncomfortable. Lenny, you never did. You have always understood how to treat tourists, and it's very important you take care of the people so they come back year after year. Your beaches are the best beaches at the Jersey Shore, thanks to you. Well, thank you very much. We have we have some very, very great employees here in, in the city of Seattle City that know what it's like and know what it means to take care of our of our residents and our visitors and we're very proud of that. 
It's because of you. Lenny, how many times have you won re-election? Oh, I've been here since 1993 as the mayor. Wow. All right, that's 30 years. Lenny, seriously, I want to get a couple of wins on my record. I think I'm going to campaign for you next time. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Then you can be a consultant, a political consultant. That's perfect. Lenny, thank you so much. And thank you for making uh, Seattle such a special place for me and my family. You're very, very welcome, Angelo, and thank you for all you've done, and thank you for what you will do in the future. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, I doubt I'm doing much in the future, Glenn, but you never know. Something might come up, right? I think you should do acting. Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah you should be thing. an actor. You are. You have carved out a nice little career. I love career. it, and you would be You're good, good at, at it. No, I'm not as good at you. No. You're very good at it. You could play you. The one where you <laughs> were the janitor? Yes, I, I was a uh, janitor in a police station, uh, uh, friendly, somewhat lecherous, may or may not have been the devil. But you were in a scene and with a woman who was nude. Correct. Oh, hmm. that was beautiful. Wow. What was she thinking? Ava, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Baseball. She wasn't thinking about me. I yeah, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like that. Thanks. Ava Graham. Yes. Nice do we have you. an update on our question of the day? We do, and it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet. Equinox, find your roads, ArminChevy.com. Do you think you'll ever get over the Eagles' loss in Super Bowl 57? 52% say no they are correct that it's going to be it should be even higher than I that agree. we'll keep that one going uh do not go anywhere i'm, I'm going to warn you ahead of time all right uh, at the end of this set of commercials is going to be what we call a bumper it is a uh, audio of a person that i have had nothing but horrible relations with <laughs> who is i don't cindy webster will then come on and explain how she got this you will not believe. All I can, face. <laughs> here's all I can say to you. I guarantee you this is not Joe Conklin. And then at the end of the next segment, you're going to hear the song Joe Conklin did, our hmm. goodbye song. I'm telling you, it's one of the most spectacular things I've ever heard. He captured 33 years in 90 seconds. It's amazing. 215-592-9494, WIP Sports Time, 735. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Sign up to your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus. Wow. 741 is your time here at uh, second to last show. And that was actually the Mm -hmm. voice of somebody I've done nothing but rip mm-hmm. for the last 25 years, Andy Reid. And uh, Andy Reid did uh, – John, Johnson, that comes fairly close to a testimonial. I would say for Andy Reid it does. It was not what you would call a ringing endorsement, but he called me intelligent. Yeah. Uh, Al, your thoughts on Andy's comments? Um, mine, he's a nice guy. Yeah. And he proved it. All right, that's what he did. Yeah, uh, Cindy nice Webster's here. She she even got another one that may be more remarkable coming up later. Uh-oh. But but Cindy, what went into your ability to get Andy Reid to do that? So I didn't think he would 
do it. No. Because uh, I was trying to get McNabb, too, but that was not going to happen. I don't want it. Uh, do I Zach Gelb tried to get him as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach Gelb actually tried to get yep. him because he does a show with them. And um, yeah, Andy, happening. I actually... Dave Spadaro helped me go through the Chiefs PR staff. Wow. And I couldn't believe it when I got the text wow. of Andy. All See? Right. That's wonderful. All right. Dave Breitbart, our engineer here, mm-hmm. just said to me, he had already heard it, and he said to me, There are a lot of things here that almost amount to testimonials by players and coaches. And, the, and I, I respect, I, I love Cindy for being able to do this because people yeah. love her so much. Yeah. But I didn't do it ever. No. Any one of them. You know no. that. I, no. And the fact of the matter is the only endorsement I ever wanted was the endorsement of the people who listen to the show. Well, Andy was just being... He like, was being nice it, to Cindy. Haven't heard no, anything. No, 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 I no, did, no, no. I did get one no that you'll be happy about. Who'd you get a no from? Um, Gabe Kapler. Good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gabe, bite me. All right? And, and who else? Wait a minute. And, and uh, McNabb said no also. Well, we didn't even try. Ike told me I'd be an idiot. To hey, hey, Donovan, <laughs> remember 99? Mm-hmm. Oh! He would do the testimonial and throw you it. suck! Where's Ricky Williams? Oh! Ange, remember this though. Uh, Andy could have said no. No, I know he couldn't. No, I mean, I, you know, some guys just go. It's like yeah. when when uh, the goalie mentioned Nelson Mandela, good guy on and off the yeah. ice. He just was trying to be nice. He was just trying to be nice. Some people try to be nice under all conditions. That has never been a problem I've had to deal with. Thank you very much. All right, on the line with us next is Justin. Hi, Justin. Hey, good morning, Angelo. Happy retirement. Thank you, sir. I would like to apologize for all the nasty text messages I've sent over the years, and I meant every word of it. <laughs> Fair enough, Justin. If you're going to give it, you got to take it. That's the way I've always felt. Exactly. Hey, my buddy called me Monday. He said, why do the Philly sports teams always lose the biggest games? I said, it's a Philly thing. Yeah, I, you know what? Um, that's what a lot of people are telling their kids now. And, and uh uh, Johnson, what did you tell your kids? I, I had one of my kids who was uh, crying over Hello? the Super Bowl loss. They were. And I had to explain to him, this is what it's like. This if, is, as, a, as a passionate this, fan, it's going to hurt more. This galvanizes you. And right, it makes it you celebrate the highs even more. But, Justin, I literally, this is literally advice from psychologists. They said you will be able to handle it better if you can find someone to blame. <laughs> and I have found Jonathan Gannon. And I was doing this whether he was back or not. Yeah. But Jonathan Gannon is in my crosshairs. And anybody that tells you differently, including the hosts on WIP, they are now my enemy. Mm. Which is not a great way to go. Not long. Day to go. One not more day. Yeah. <laughs> they really going to hurt their feelings. Somehow they'll weather this storm. I'm <laughs> yes. sure of it. Justin, yeah, give me a famous... Fans. Give, give me a famous person who called in. Smoking Joe Frazier. Joe mm-hmm. Frazier not only called in, he came in. And Joe Frazier could tell a story. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And, and he always brought an entourage of other people with him. Right. But he was, Al, he was fun. Yes, he was. Remember when he did, he had a big lawsuit. Yeah, oh, the, right he said land. he owned Bucks County or and something. He, he, a whole development he claimed was his. Yeah. And it made it was very upsetting to the people who lived in the development. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Right. And <laughs> I think it might have tainted his image a bit, but what a fighter. Yeah. What a man. And, and I'll tell you who loved him. 
Stan Hockman. Yeah. The Pooba. Stan Hockman wrote so many great stories about that man. It was spectacular. On the line with us, one of our best, Kenny from the Dirty 30. Hi, Kenny. Um, Angelo, I've, I've kind of been struggling um, with you leaving when I started thinking about how much of my life you've affected. Um, you, because of you, I met my wife. Because of you, I got into the Hall of Fame. Because of you, I'm still alive. And not a lot of people can say that. You literally saved my life. And how do you ever thank somebody for that? You can't. And um, your your legacy of the amount of people you've touched in your 30-plus years in the radio uh, is far beyond the ability of most to even call in. And, you know, you kind of touched on it this morning. Um, the power of your broadcast and and your opinions and, and your show, everybody, I mean, even Al, the power you guys have had over the Philadelphia area and the sports fans is immeasurable. And uh, you're going to leave a hole that can never be filled. And I what? personally, uh, I'll never be able to thank you. And But but here's where here's where I'm lucky. I know where you live. So I'll see you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Kenny. And understand this, all right? And I'm not just saying this. I've been saying it the whole time. All we did was channel your passion. You understand that? If you're doing a good sports radio show in Philadelphia. You are speaking the words of your fans. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are considering what the customers think, and you are trying to anticipate what's most important to them. And you were one of the people I used as a barometer for how people would feel. Like right now, Ken, let's use this as an illustration, right? I'm here two days before I'm leaving, and I still am beyond living about what happened in that Super Bowl. And I know it's going to stay in our memories forever, right? So even today, I have this instinct to attack the guy I feel is most responsible, who is Jonathan Gannon. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's the right target? He's, he's number one of a list of about five people, but he, right. he leads the way. He leads the way. Right, but and, I, I, I've always thought when people like you would call, you want to hear somebody expressing what you feel. And that's, I know what most of the people in this city feel. And then we got all these other guys telling us it's not true. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, but, you know, this is the thing. You gave all of us a forum to express our opinions, right or wrong, whether we agree with them or not. It's, it's, it was therapy for some. For others, it was their living. But nonetheless... It's a very unique thing when you can see most people, they only rant at their spouse or their roommates, but you let us rant to the entire city. You let all of us share how we felt and let it out. And for those of us that were lucky enough to be able to do it eloquently and occasionally with humor, you continue to let us do it. And it's, it's, you're the best. I mean, I've been calling you since March of 96, Angelo. That's how long I've been calling you. And, um, I'm going to continue to call the station, but you know you're you're still my man. You're you're the one that caused it all to happen for me. And we thank love you. it, Kenny. We love you, buddy. Take care. Uh, th- this led to something I was trying to figure out. Al, you would pro- see. I got Al or Rhea. Rhea wasn't here at the very beginning, and Al doesn't remember what happened yesterday. <clears throat> no, yesterday I- you weren't here. Of all the regular callers, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're right. I wasn't here. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Good job with that, Al. Is Kenny the one guy, did he hang in the longest yeah. of any caller? Do we have any callers that we started mm. together 
in 92, yeah, early 92, right? Uh, yep. Did anyone call in 92 that still calls now? I think Cliff. Clifford W. Lentz Clifford does. Lentz, yeah. He has always been the longest standing. But of all the regular regulars, Kenny's the longest. Right? Nobody called before 95 that still calls now, right? I, I think they passed. Not that I remember. I don't know. That, I, I'm trying That's to, a long time. I'm trying to determine that. But Villanova. I, for all you think. people, whether you call for It'd 30 years Phillies or three, person. thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark Laurel. But he has had lulls. Asanani. Asanani, but he has had lulls also. Well, he had some medical well, issues. Medical that issues. would be a lull. Well, yeah. so did Kenny. Kenny got a nude kidney. He never stopped calling. I know he did. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, what do you think he'll miss uh, more, me or his, uh, his former kidney? No, he'll miss you more. There's, not, there's no right. doubt about it. You unlike uh, unlike uh, me, the kidney was diseased. No, that was a good thing we did. It's amazing. Yeah, but oh, again, so we're one in one seventy. Let me make this clear too. <laughs> one win, totally accidental. It was uh, not accidental. We did not come we in. Just one showed day you and all said, the people. The people that did it. No, I know they did. That's the point. Now we didn't come yeah. in and go. You know, by the end of today, hopefully we got Kenny a kid. No, it's it's why you, I like the one thing that always bothered right. me when people go, well, you know, typical WIP list. And you go, yeah. yeah, like somebody who didn't know Kenny at all, yeah. heard on the air he needed a kidney, got tested and gave him a kidney. Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, for the next show, they should do that earlier that they could advertise. Call in and we'll get you a body part. Body part. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Somebody out there missing a body part. Who knows? Maybe yep. we could help you. All right. Anyway, without further ado, and uh, Joe Conklin, uh, I gave him this assignment two weeks ago. I said, Joe, we need one last song. Mm-hmm. And, and it's got to be really good. And he, tur- uh, he was playing around with it. I love this song that uh, Green Day does, uh, The Time of Your Life. And I suggested no, that. It's the R.E.M. song, right? Is that? Uh, yeah, this is R.E.M. It's R.E.M. End of the World. Originally. I'm trying right. to tell oh, okay, how gotcha. it ha- progressed gotcha. to this. Gotcha. Yeah. And he tried it, and he went, no, I got something better. Okay. And it's an R.E.M. song. And, and this is, a, I think, a tribute to all the years here on this show. Let's listen. A journalist morphed into antagonist. 33 years of being kissed. Started with Brookshire, finally got a retired three M's. Really early, awesome on Eagles, early made a stink, babbled on beach tags at Avalon, drunk, court judge, same Clifford Lenses on your anus. 30, 30, bad rapper, getting drunk at ship snappers, co workers, I abuse, immigrant, and re used 30 years of carrying the station, doing all the work in my back.
shirt, boy. Wow, Come wow, on wow. up and please. Did he get a lot in there or what? <laughs> oh, is that worked, amazing? He worked Gannon into it. And, I love and it. My favorite line is the one where I knew Gannon would blow it. Yes. It was just so perfect. It's like the, the final words written on this history here. 215-592-9494. I saw the great Merrill Reese yes. out there. We're going to be talking to him very shortly. Joe Conklin will be doing a salute to the sports fans of Philadelphia oh. with special guest vocalists Joanne Farrell and Kane Carlisal. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow at JoeConklin.com. Where, where? That's a big, big show. Where at? It doesn't say. It's a... First line. Joe Cocklin. The Excite uh, Center, the big room. The Excite Center. Oh, it's also at the Excite Center. That's at the Excite Center at Parks Casino on Friday, April 14th. 215-592-949. If we come back, we are going to fight with Elliot Shore Parks, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have a love fest with Merrill Reese. Don't go anywhere. WIP Sports Type 755. If you're in a business, this has been a bumpy ride. From pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they've put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program.